<laughs> what just happened? Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sunday. What the hell just happened? Y'all know what that means. It's first of the month. Just a chance to kiss and cut. I messed that up. Some NFL players got their checks. <laughs> they didn't deserve them. Deserve them. Few coaches got their checks. Few coaches got their checks. Some coaches may got their last check. Hey, Welcome man. back to under construction. Guys, this kid's hitting in today because <laughs> we need support. Because we all need support today. That's why I got Vince back with the beard. Yeah, buddy. He made it through No Shave November. <laughs> Congratulations. Got a uh, Richie Rich. Richardson to the left of me and the angriest black fan it's, in Charlotte right now. It's the numb black fan. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick. I'm Before numb. we came over here today, Rodney sent me and Jamal a text message, right? And he asked us if we were going to the game today because the tickets were so cheap. And Jamal said, you know what? I could have went, but I chose not to go because I didn't want to be late to record. Jamal, aren't you glad you didn't go to the game today? <laughs> It's the best decision I've made all month. <laughs> it is literally the best decision I've made. You saved your fourteen dollars. I saved my fourteen. Save your fourteen dollars. And matter before we go on, Vince, I'd like to congratulate you for a new business opportunity. Okay, what's up? Because you can help Ron Rivera look for a new house. Hey, 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 Ron, look, holler at me, man. I get it sold for top dollar, man. Holler at me. <laughs> Shit, you can help Norv, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen, uh, the Marty, trainers. maybe <laughs> the trainers. You can help yeah. them look. Oh, man. Look, man. Um, look, let's just get into it. No BS, because we're going to spend all our time. We're just going to get right into it, all right? So, unless you've been on the rock for the last 24 hours, um, you know that the Panthers just lost to the skins. Uh, 29, the 21, the 2 and 9, Ricky it, led by Dwayne Haskins. It, Red it wasn't 3 and 9. It wasn't, it wasn't West Mac. It wasn't Westman. It, it was, was an NFL team. Oh. It was an NFL team led by a rookie quarterback who half of the organization doesn't even want to play right now. Came into Bank of America Stadium and said, "Thank you for your barbecue." Now we're going back to DC to listen to our go-go music. <laughs> just gonna run a few stats, and I'm just gonna let you guys go. Okay, so Kyle Allen, statistically speaking, didn't have a bad day. He threw for what 275 yards. Two touchdowns, but he had that one costly interception, and then he had two fumbles where he lost one on the last the last possession of the game, which oh, I justice. found ungodly hilarious just based on how the last two <laughs> yeah. and a half months have gone. Um, let me see. What else? Christian McCaffrey, where were you today? Oh, you're way over there by yourself, and Kyle Allen doesn't see you. That's where you were. Okay, only 102 total yards of offense today. Um, Eric Reed led the team in tackles tackling again. again today. Is there a, is there a stat that says when Eric Reed leads the team in tackles, we lose? Is like is there? Some, I don't know. Cause I don't it has know. to be. It got because it's like every time he leads the same, team yeah. in tackling. What did lose. I say in the middle of the game? We missing Thomas Davis. Yeah, and it's not that Shaq Thompson is actually playing phenomenal this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the problem is that our packages are a little different uh, because last year we could play. Luke in the middle, and then you got Shaq Thompson on the left side, Thomas Davis on the right side, so we didn't have to run nickel packages. We could come out in a in just a base 4-3 mm-hmm. and still have two guys that could cover in Shaq Thompson and Thomas Davis. Now we don't have that. Now we have to run a nickel package, which puts a guy, a cornerback or a defensive back, in the slot, and then when you got Adrian Peterson barreling down through the B-gap, right. Uh, Eric Reed has to come down and shoot the gap to make the tackle. So that's 
part of the that's probably one of the biggest reasons why our run defense looks the way it does. And, 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 and who wanted to switch to three four? Yeah, well, look. And speaking of run defense, <laughs> run defense. Carolina only had 65 yards on the ground today while Washington racked up 248 yards rushing. Okay. Might I also add, they were the worst rushing offense in the entire league coming into the day. Let, let me let's throw that out there. Yeah, so, I mean, just all over the place. I mean, Carolina was 5 of 16 on third downs. We punted the ball eight times. Cal Allen was sacked six times. I think the one positive that you can take away from this game that no one will talk about was that our field goal kicker, the rookie slot, had a bounce back game and went three for three <laughs> on extra points. Today. And an incredible onside kick. And that, on the, yeah. Was, did, now that, was that slide that kicked that? Was that, was that, was that, that was slide that kicked okay. that? That was a beautiful onside kick. I mean, that was about as perfect as you could make an onside kick. Uh, we, and marched, and we marched down the field. We marched right down. I'm going to tell you how pathetic our second half was. You know, you know what the most well executed play was up until like maybe fourth quarter. What you got? Was a damn punt. <laughs> it yes. was a damn punt. Well, when you when you do it punt. eight times in a game, you get you, pretty you, you good should, at it. You, you should get actually pretty get good one at. right, right? <laughs> All right those so, game reps help. So yeah, statistically, Kyle Allen didn't have a bad game. But here, here here's here's the thing. I gotta say my saying. I'm gonna let you go. Stats don't lie, but they also don't tell the entire truth. truth. No. So that is the kind of game where if Cam Newton had that, no one would care about the stats. They talk about the poor decision making and the overthrows, both of which Kyle Allen had today in spades. And it's funny that now the narrative is, man, we need an O line, as if we most of us haven't been saying that yeah. for the last nine years. Like, you know, so Kyle Allen deserves that same smoke the same that, criticism. that Cam same Newton yeah. gets, uh, especially considering. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey open um, on the interception that he threw uh, from our own two-yard line. And then he had Jarius Wright wide Wide open in the end zone zone on the final play of the game. One read quarterback. Which he fumbles away. Just, it's, I mean, you you can't write the script any better. Now, it's funny you say that because it ties into what I I, I just said. And Rodney just said he's a one read quarterback. So, first, first quarter... Kyle was like nine for nine, and he's throwing the ball all down the field. And it looks like, it looks like we're on a, on the way to blowing the Redskins out. Redskins make an adjustment. Okay, we're not gonna, we're going to take away your first read, and we're going to make you do the second and third read. What happens? Anemic offense. That's what happens. And it is it is just the perfect way to tie in what Kyle Allen is. These stats are going to lie to you most of the time. You get what I'm saying? So here we are. Here we are. This guy's missing a wide open uh Jerry's right in the end zone that could have won that could have possibly tied the game up. But here we are, guys. Well Rodden, let me ask you. It's funny how this works. Let me let me ask you a question. How do you go up 14-0, not even midway through the first quarter, looking like it's just you just about to run away with it and end up losing to a game. I mean end up losing to a team who, who came into your house 2-9. and nine. This is what happens. Your scripted plays work, and you fail to make adjustments. The other team adjusted to what you were doing. You failed to make those readjustments, which has been the story, the narrative, Ron's whole career, career in Carolina. And you get this. We don't have offensive line. Washington adjusted to us. We didn't change anything. This happens. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think the players gave up on Rivera today? In spots, it looked like it. 
I would say no. I would, I, I would, and 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 this is gonna come off that I'm I'm picking on the kid, mm-hmm. and it's not the case. Body language alone, it looks like Cal Allen gave up today. Yes, I was, I was gonna say if anyone gave up, it was because it was the fact that we did the onside kick and we rec- and it wasn't like a normal recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember who recovered the ball. Like Jermaine, Jermaine Carter. Carter. Jermaine Carter. He laid out for that ball. Like he he went all yeah, out for right. that, and then we drove. Down to the field the way that we did, I don't think the team gave up. I don't think the team gave up. I um, mean that 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 pick that was called back, it was like Jerry's right quick. He he just he he saw the guy on the floor. He's like, f it. Well, just go run. And, and and maybe he saw the ball skip on the ground because because that actually happens a lot in Played the NFL. To the whistle, man. I I understand. So, I understand that. So here's the thing, man. I I don't know if we court or not, but here's what I do know. I do know when a team is running it straight down your throat, nothing pretty, nothing, no no funny play design, no draw, no counters, no nothing. When it's just straight up the gut and you can't stop it, that that takes the will from a defense, man. And that's why I say it looks like they gave up in spots. There's a, there's a play. I, I think the Redskins scored a play where the receivers running the drag route, and and Keekly and uh, and Thompson are side by side each other, and they're yeah. just looking at the guy run a drag. Keekly missed the play. And if you want to call, I don't know if I'm gonna call that giving up or not, but it damn sure looked like they lost focus, and it's and, it, and it's all the same to me, man. So. It just, I'll say they lost their will at some point. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, this is going to sound crazy. I don't know if our personnel is good enough for that to even matter. Mm. At some point, I you, agree. You got to win. I agree. You got to win your one on ones. Right. Offensive line. We, how many one on ones did we win today? Exactly. Right. So, I, I was thinking that today. So man. I think, you know, the guys get frustrated. They're like, I can't beat this guy in front right. of me. You know, Darrell Williams, he, know, he knew he was going to lose well, every hey, hey. snap. Let's not act like we had any expectations. For that's, that. true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. That's so, that. so let me ask you guys a question. So, Tepper last week mm-hmm. had that Monday morning, uh, the Monday afternoon powwow, where where he he laid into everybody. What do you think happens this week? If I wake up tomorrow, tomorrow, and Ron Rivera is still coach, Tepper missed an opportunity. Ooh, wow, that's strong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Tepper is that kind of guy though, and I. Let me say, I hope he's not. Regardless of if he keeps Ron Rivera, if, if he decides not to keep Ron Rivera, I'm just one of those people I feel like wait to the end of the season. Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, what does it matter? You know? Well, and, and, and my comment actually came from Twitter. I saw that on Twitter while we were saying that. I just, I, I really wanted to say it. And I appreciate you <laughs> for allowing me to throw that in there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same, same mindset as you guys. Um, I, you guys know I've, I've been wanting Ron out of here for years now. Me too. But I don't, I don't like firing the coach mid season. season yeah. So let him, let him see the season out, and then, and then just tell him thanks for your service you, afterwards. You know, you, you, you need to give him a chance to put the house up for sale. Yeah, make exactly. To where you want to move next to, and get everything in line. Um, you know who has not been called out? Why hasn't Marty Herney been called out? And it's collateral damage. I, I think if I think if I think if Ron is gone, he's gone. Because I want to I want to go back to to Kaiser's point real quick. Maybe these guys just are not as good as we want them to be. There's a lot of one on one battles that we didn't win any, and we haven't been winning any for a couple of weeks now. So that leads me to believe that eh, maybe this team just is not as talented as we all want them to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, who 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 whose job is it to get talent yeah, on the team? It's so, true, but to, to be fair, at the beginning of the season. The Panthers, at least the defense, looked good on paper. Yeah, you had, but you it, lost KK short, and I keep telling people yeah, just how important that was. So, 
But now, with all of the injuries that we've had, how much do you think that will go into play as far as uh, determining Rivera's future after the season? This is my thing. This is year three of no playoffs. The time to factor that in was, was past. I mean, you, you've had chances, man. Like, you, you could have made that switch from Cam Newton to quarterback earlier last year, but you wanted to kind of stick it through to kind of save your butt. I mean, so... At this point, what are you losing? It's it's hard it's hard to say because if you took, I mean, you take any team and you take away their quarterback, who, and we're not just talking about any quarterback, we're talking about Cam Newton, and then you replace him with someone who's not nearly as good to where the drop-off is significant. And let's be honest here, the drop-off between Kyle Allen and Cam Newton is much bigger than people wanted to admit it is. Right. It's going to be hard to win games. Yeah. It's not a situation like New Orleans where the, the reason the drop-off between Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater wasn't that big, Teddy Bridgewater is not as good as Drew, as Drew Brees, let's be honest, but he wasn't asked to do what Drew Brees is is True. asked to do. Kyle Allen was being, being asked, go out there and win us games like Cam Newton would do, and he hasn't been able to do it so far. So right. it's it's hard to blame Ron Rivera for that. If if anything, his the blame that he gets should be you asked a backup quarterback to do too much. Right. Okay. Or, or, or you didn't want to get a veteran backup quarterback at the beginning of the year, knowing that your quarterback has an injury history. You know, it has been two weeks since the end. You know what? Go, Jamal. What you got? Uh, no, um, I, I was just, I was just gonna say, I, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but Kawan Short was hurt early in the year too, which affected this run defense that supposedly Ron Rivera is supposedly in charge of, for lack of a better term. So He'll fire himself. I, hello. I mean, <laughs> and, and then on top of that, the last point I want to make, man, I'm kind of sick of tired of talking about injuries because. The West Bank Indians were, I'm sorry, the Washington Redskins <laughs> had a lot of guys out too. They did. They and did. So, they, yeah, I, they did. So, Rodney, you mentioned this is about to be the third straight year that we've missed the playoffs. If we don't miss the playoffs, if we don't, if we don't make it this we're year, not we're it. not. So here's the deal: we're five and seven. We have the Falcons, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Colts still left on our uh, schedule. Do we make the playoffs this season? No. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's in the, agreement. The, the main question is: Do we win? <laughs> do we win a game? <laughs> Everyone's in agreement that we don't make the playoffs. Right. Now, you guys got to talking about Matt Herney and all this stuff, right? And after we miss the playoffs, this will be our third straight year without the playoffs. So you know what this means coming from me? This will be another year that that Ron Rivera does not see the playoffs because the GM that we kicked out of here a couple years ago. Up in New York, every time Ron Rivera saw the postseason, he has Dave Gilderman attached to his name. Except for except for the first year the they made it. I wouldn't no. Every year Ron Rivera's meant to the Okay, that, that's true, but I'm not gonna give Dave Credit Dave Gettleman credit for that twelve and four season. No. Herney left four games in. Gettleman didn't make it didn't do anything. He right. just he right. was the new GM and really that was Ron Rivera took a team that we thought was bad and mm. they won the division. So, if you want to give Gettleman credit for the other playoff berths, fine. But to that point, this is still really Gettleman's team. Yeah, I mean, this is the it really the, is it, it, the, the veterans. The, yeah, yeah. The, the best players might be, uh, you know, you, you look at uh, Luke and Cam. Those are Herney guys as well. Uh, but I mean, everyone else. The, this is this is the team Gettleman built. So. Um, 
I don't know how much blame you really give Marty Herney. We we know his limitations. And I'm and my bad for I'm actually not even blaming Herney in this particular situation. I'm just reinforcing the fact that Ron's a lot of Ron's success has Gettleman's That's name true. attached That's to true. it. That's very true. Well, you know, I always felt like Ron and, and Gettleman had like they were like real buddy buddy. It, I always thought that was odd when Gettleman came over after Herney left. It it seemed like Rivera and Gettleman hit it off immediately. How how often do you see the GM actually sit in on press conferences with the head coach? You know, and you really never see Herney do that. But but um, it doesn't matter when the new GM doesn't get along with the owner. So that is true. (laughs) Here we are. That is true. All right. Well, look. Um, we got any other closing remarks on on the state of affairs right now? Any more uh, Cal Allen remarks? I, I I can't feel anything. A fumble? You gonna end the game on a fumble? No, 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 I no, no, mean, no, no, that's no. like no. on a fumble where you where you ran twenty five yards <laughs> back first. And you know, and like, right, so, hey y'all y'all play man. You know, you know somebody run run back fifty yards and, and then and if you look at the play when he took that first cut to the right. He actually could have stayed in the, the pocket, pocket and he still would have been good. You know what's ironic about that? He was making first read throws all game, but missed the, the damn first, first read on the on the play that counts the most. Now, okay, look, we we we've been Ooh, joking, okay. we've been joking about this for the last couple of weeks. You guys, you're 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 Cam Newton. You you got benched in week two because you're hurt. A couple of weeks ago, you get placed on IR. You've heard all the rumors about Cam needs to get out of here. Cal Allen's the savior. Da 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 da. We are now on a. Four game losing streak? Is it four? Four. four. We're on the four. I stopped counting. We're on the four game losing streak right now. What's your mindset right now if you're Cam Newton in relation to going into the season next year on the last year of your contract? I gotta get healthy. I I I have to do whatever I have to do to get healthy. I don't I don't know if surgery um is required or if it, if it will be involved, but if it is, please hurry up and do it. Like do whatever you got to do to be ready by training camp. That's it, man. I mean, so especially on the last year of your deal, because not only do you not want to come back for Panthers purposes, you want to come back for Cam Newton purposes. I yeah. want, mm-hmm. I don't want to mess up my money. I mean, either way, if you're not, if you're in a Panthers uniform or you're not in a Panthers uniform, man, audition. Make sure you're setting yourself up for yeah. for a good future. If if I'm Cam, I'm taking a step back. What's the best fit for me to succeed? Is where I'm going. Do they have the necessary skill players? And most importantly, do they have offensive line? Do they have offensive line? Let's say I'm looking at Carolina right now. We can't pass block worth of nothing. It was terrible today, man. And 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 and, and I'm looking long and hard, and I'm having those those deep conversations with my inner circle. I'm like, okay, if I come back to Carolina, I'm an older quarterback now. Can I realistically take the punishment and carry the load? Who has an injury history? Who has an injury history? Can I realistically take that punishment and carry the load like I used to, or do I need, or do I need a running back to hand the ball off to and, and some safety valves on the outside? So I, I have those conversations with my team, and until Carolina shows me that they're willing and committed to putting a, 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 a adequate offensive line around me. I'm not sure I want to come back. Okay, you said until they show you that they are willing and committed. Keep that thought in your mind, okay? I'm going to let Kaiser answer the question. I think he's going to have to talk to whoever the coach is. Because mm-hmm. it, <laughs> uh, it, it, it may not be wrong with Rivera. So, so you've got to see, okay, what are your plans what are your for plans? me? Because, me? because not every NFL coach wants a Cam Newton. 
Right. He's he's, he's that kind of player where it's like, you know, they might prefer a Kyle Allen. So you got to look at that. But it's it's mainly going to depend on, okay, what are the Panthers doing in the offseason? Do they look? Because the thing is, for years and years, we'd always said Cam Newton doesn't have enough weapons, whether it's offensive line or receivers or whoever. So right. to be fair, he's got a few weapons that he didn't have before. Chris right. McCaffrey is a weapon. A we know that. Yeah, DJ Moore, that. we are seeing the ascension of DJ Moore. Yeah, right. Ian Thomas looks like he's going to be a pretty good successor uh, to to Greg Olson. So well, well, we're hoping, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope he, yeah. he will yeah. probably and Ian Thomas will probably be the starting. Oh, definitely, next definitely. Sunday, yeah. So so Cam's got those weapons. So so now the the last piece of the puzzle is the offensive line. So what is Carolina doing the offseason? Do they draft a a DB or another linebacker? Then if I'm Cam, I'm like, hmm, you know, or if they don't try and make some moves to to pick up. You know, anything's better than what they got right now, right? Yeah. So I think that's gonna, you know, if I'm Cam Newton, that's what I'm looking at in my decisioning. Okay, so let me punch that question one more time, okay? Because you guys didn't answer the way I was hoping you would. Okay, so you mentioned Cam Newton has to get healthy. Both of you guys are saying you're looking at the team as far as what they do, as far as offseason moves and all that stuff. With everything that has happened this season. Oh, I feel vindicated. Well, okay, you feel vindicated. <laughs> but are you using this season and the way it's unfolding to go in there and leverage yourself into an extension so that you don't go into your last season, which is an audition, and possibly get hurt to the you point that, that you leverage. don't? I don't think I don't leverage. think it's possible. You know I, that I, I don't I don't I don't think that's possible. Just simply because of the injury history. He he like Rodney said, he he doesn't have that leverage yet. My whole thing that that's why I want I'll go back to what I said. Get healthy and and, and audition yourself this season. I, I don't even think up. one season's enough. I think the Panthers will probably franchise tag him yeah. after next season. Which uh, it actually would be smart on their part. Oh yeah, honestly. absolutely. Because yeah, then yeah, you have you have two seasons to evaluate his health and his play. One season isn't enough because we see it all the time. Guy balls out in a contract year, and then the next yeah. and then the fall. Nick with two. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I think if you're the Panthers, you franchise tag Cam, My and then just went up. yeah, Sorry. and then and then you know two years to evaluate Cam Newton is more than enough. And then you don't even have to give him a, a seven year or even a five year at that point because you've already paid him one year via the, the, the franchise tag. My issue is, do we have two years to evaluate? To me, you have to take a chance. At, at this point, if, if, if you're uncertain by Cam, you have to draft a quarterback in the first round. Or, 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 or early but I think two round. years is a good enough time to to do that. Because if a new coach is coming, you don't want to evaluate Cam's play the first year gotcha. under a new coach. Right, right, right. I mean, so you kind of need some kind of buffer there. And I think to, you can find a... a a good quarterback in two years, but the, here's the thing: like we said, Cam's going to want them to build the team around him. Yeah. If they, if you want a good quarterback, you got to get one in I, the first two rounds. So, I, I slightly, surprisingly disagree with y'all on the quarterback thing because you know, look, man, it's a perfect, perfect opportunity for us to be hard on Kyle Allen today. He is what he is, but he's also young. Let's keep that in mind. We we have to be fair and objective. And he's say younger than Will Greer. He's younger than Will Greer. Okay. Are we too hard on him? Because this is essentially his no, rookie no, no, no. season. No, I mean, well, look, listen, man. In terms of trying to go out and find a new quarterback, I think it, unless unless you see a quarterback out there and you just like, I right, I just know this dude is it. <laughs> if Justin Herbert is like, man, I, 
you know what? I I don't need to see no more. Let's get unless it's like that. I wouldn't be too keen on on getting a new guy just yet. You get what I'm saying? Um, and, and more importantly, there's just other holes on this team, man. Right. Like I, I think fix those first. Why is my phone doing this? I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'll just I, I would just be more keen on fixing this defense before I go all out on the young quarterback first. All right. Man. Well, speaking of this, come on, this defense is speaking of going all out. The uh, Panthers will be going out of Charlotte next week to head down to. Um, Atlanta and take on the Falcons. So, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys expect the next week when they take on the Falcons? Mind you, the Falcons didn't play today because they played on Thanksgiving, so they're going to be very well rested. rested. Yeah, twenty-eight, twenty-one, Atlanta. Twenty-eight, twenty-one, Atlanta. Thirty-five, three, Atlanta. I have no Ooh. faith in this team anymore, man. I'm going to say twenty-eight, twenty-five, Carolina. Wow. Uh, you don't. Play the way you played against Atlanta, and then not, and then come out flat. We, we I remember what I said before the Saints game. We were sitting there watching. Said I got a good feeling about this game because I felt like the Panthers felt like they have they had something to prove mm-hmm. after getting shellacked by Atlanta. Now you go up against the division champs, and I think they played a good game. I mean, they were if our kicker could kick, we would have won, won that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think. It's, it's it's the same. It's gonna be the same thing that you a division rival. They got one against you in, in your house. You go against them in in their house. The Panthers are mad. They're upset. They're gonna go and they're gonna they're gonna play well. I'm gonna change my pick, but I also want to say one thing. I, I just my last pick was emotional. Can you could you tell? So, <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we lose another close game, thirty twenty seven. And and my reasonable uh, uh my reasonable way of saying that is. It's a we've been losing close games. It's a pattern, and I just don't see how that changes next week. But here's what I wanted to say. So I'm watching that New Orleans and Atlanta game on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you had a bad Thanksgiving. And New Orleans, they made Matt Ryan look pedestrian. They made him look flustered. They confused him. They got after him. I think they sacked him five times. And I look at the talent on New Orleans' defensive line, their defense, and I look at us. On paper, y'all know on paper don't mean everything, but I look at us on paper and I say to myself, why the hell can't that ever be us when we play Atlanta? Mm -hmm. Why is it that they make Matt Ryan look a certain way, but he's Joe Montana every time he plays us? I'm confused. Atlanta's our daddy. Here's here's, here's what I'm looking at. Last season, we started out six and two. And then we ended the game on like like going like what one and five or something like that. And you know, being the head coach, you have got to keep your team motivated throughout the entirety of the season, no matter how bleak it gets. So we come into this season, we start off zero and two. Cal Allen comes in. We go on a four game winning streak. Now we've lost like X amount of our games in the last X amount of our games, and now we are we are five and seven right now. We and were Rob, five and three at one point. We, at one point, we were five and three, you know, talking about trading Cam Newton. And now we're talking about Ron's hot seat. We're talking about Cam Newton now having an, uh, a secure spot here in Carolina. Ron Rivera, for the second straight year, is having to come up with these motivational speeches to try and keep his team motivated. And after today's loss, the team has to be looking at the standings and like, we're not no going way. to what the happened? playoffs. Right. We're not going to. So I don't think there's nothing to say to get them That's motivated. That's true, but and here's the thing about Ron Rivera, and if he keeps his job, this will be it. We've seen, the, in fact, this is kind of like the bizarro world, Ron Rivera. <clears throat> Typically, the Panthers started off poorly, and then Ron Rivera would 
say, oh, oh, here's some gummy bear juice or whatever, <laughs> and the Panthers went eight in a row yeah, and, right. and make the playoffs. Right, right. The last two se- this season and the last season has been the opposite. We start off well, which we always said, you know, if the Panthers can just start a season off well, we'll be okay. Right. And then, and then you know, yeah. the fall off happens. So uh, it's possible. Well, we'll see what happens. But hey, y'all, we got to go take a break real quick, and then we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. So we're going from our favorite team to our other favorite team, those good old Charlotte Hornets. All right. So we're going to do Woo! our, we're going to do our weekly, weekly wrap up. Uh, on Monday of last week, they took a loss to the Heat, 100 to 117. And then they found a way to beat the Pistons twice on Wednesday and Friday before getting slacked by 40 points by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks last night. So. Let, let's 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 wrap up last week and uh, what 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 we got to talk about? What's the, what's the biggest thing that that you guys got from last week? Um, can we play Detroit every game? Right. Can we submit? Can, a, can we please play Detroit? We, like, <laughs> let's submit something to Silver. With, you can know, we play them twelve as, times a year. With as bad as we are, the fact that we have beaten Detroit nine or ten times in a row. Like, Detroit should be relegated to, like, the G League or something. The main like, red clause. Like, they, like, how? How do you do- Let me say something about the Detroit Pistons. I was at a game last year where we beat them again. And I, and I might have been with one of y'all. I don't remember. But I said to y'all, I said, I don't think Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond need to play together much longer. I said, no. one of them needs to get traded. And doggone it, look what's happening. And I, here's exactly why I say that, man. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, for their talent, they're not the highest IQ players, in my opinion. And I hate saying that, man, because it sounds mean, but I'm just saying that off of, off of observation. Look, man, we're not a very good basketball team, but I say that because I feel like the Pistons kind of gave us some games and gave us some opportunities to win. You get what I'm saying? Blake, somebody needs to tell Blake Griffin, you're not Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> and every time he shot the ball, I would say, man, please, just keep shooting, man. Keep shooting. Because we're going to win if Blake Griffin keeps shooting. And ta-da, we beat him twice. I mean, he almost pulled it out the other night. He the second shot, night, he, he, he shot was better. Well. No, the second night, he was better. What, what, here's what gets me about the Pistons. We don't match up well with them. In fact, a lot of our fans stated when we lost to Milwaukee, man, JB needs to do – the small ball doesn't work. Well, it worked against Detroit. I mean, they have a much bigger front court than we do. And and you're going to take, would you take uh, Biombo and Miles Bridges over Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond? Hell no. Nobody would. Nobody would. So that's what's what's odd to me about why we match up well against, uh, or why we're able to beat the Pistons despite not matching up uh, well with them. One thing that stuck out to me was within this this, uh, streak. P.J. Washington has, a, has come back on. He, he seemed like he hit the rookie wall, but he's adjusting his game to the way the defense is playing him. And this is, like, super, like, encouraging. It's, it's encouraging. Yeah. Because, like, we haven't had a rookie, like, this good in, like, forever. And so it's, it's just encouraging to, to, to see him actually getting better and actually have the basketball IQ to make those adjustments. I don't think. Yeah. May the Lord strike me down. But Kimball wasn't as good as a rookie. No, he was not. Not as a rookie. No, no, no and you know, right. uh, it's so yeah. Like Rodney said, it's like which is like to all the tank fans. Do y'all not see that like, you can get talent at twelve? We got just we like got, you can yeah, get talent at three. We got PJ. 
We got Devontae Graham. What do we? Who are we tanking for? Lamelo Ball? No, absolutely not. So I'm. Yeah, I, I, I would. I, Listen, but listen, with as, with, started, with, with as bad as the record is with the Hornets, we see how good they are. We see the flashes. We see the excitement with the amount of dunks that we have with this team, with the amount of assists that we have and the ball movement. Could you imagine taking Terry Rozier off the court and putting him, putting LaMelo Ball on there? Could you imagine? LaMelo Ball is putting up triple doubles like every single game. I th- Oh, man, are we really going really to have a conversation about LaMelo? I would love to have LaMelo Ball here. I don't think LaMelo Ball is going to be a bad NBA. In fact, I think he'll be better much than better than his brother. Oh, yeah, I agree. I don't know if he would be a good fit for the Hornets. The reason being is if you got if you got a player like LaMelo Ball, he's got to be the guy that runs the show. Look. This is Devontae Graham's show to run. So, hey man, look, this is my argument. Devontae is almost twenty five. I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he's good trade bait at this point. <laughs> now, seriously, have you guys watched Lamelo Ball play? Seriously. Hey man, yeah, he, I'm, 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 that kid can play. Nah, he can play, man. He can play. Hey, <laughs> is he worth tanking for? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. All, all of y'all are missing something. Is he worth bringing his daddy here? Now look, I was, <laughs> I, I was wondering who would be the guy to say that. <laughs> Jamal's so disappointed in you right now. Okay, I get it. With 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 Levar comes a lot, but seriously, when is the last time have you heard something from Levar Ball? I mean, he's he's been banned. For well, I mean, <laughs> well, big baller, big baller brand went bankrupt, and they found out that he he was embezzling. No, uh, he or, was. I'm sorry, was his his friend. Uh, his friend was embezzling, but then he called. Uh, his own son. What did, what did he say about him? They did have a disagreement. <laughs> he essentially <laughs> called him an idiot, and, for, and then you know His when really when like your son anymore. distances himself from your businesses, the brands that really made him what he is. I think th- that constitutes a bigger problem. But right. the, but so. the, the conversation is not about Levar. If I just it's Lamelo, well, let's Lamelo right. basketball. Yeah, yeah Lamelo. So, enough about the balls. Um, I want to go back to the Miami game real quick, man. And I'm gonna have to take a shower after I say this, man. Miami's good, bro. <laughs> God damn, I want to be Miami, man. I don't understand how they're good. I was looking at. I, I'm gonna tell you why so they're good. good Let me tell you why they're good. Eric Spoelstra can get that. He can coach. Eric Spoelstra is a hell of a coach, and, man. And, and also, what they do, they always find every year these diamonds in the rough. Who is Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn. Who, yeah. who, who yeah. is Duncan Robinson? And then who the hell thought Tyler Hero would be this good? Yeah, 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 yeah. T- Tyler Hero is what we well, thought Malik Monk would be. Honestly, Nunn was actually found in the G League. I think he spent like two is years in the Is it really Spolester or is it the Pat Riley effect? It's both. It's both, it's both, both man. Both it's man. both. And, and, and listen, man. I hate – God, I hope no Miami Heat fans watch this, man. Because I, 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 I hate them. Coaches Because I, I hate them. But – at the same time, when I watch when when I watch the Heat play, it, it brings out every insecurity I have about <laughs> me as a Hornets fan in this franchise, dude. But hold up. But what look at what we've got right now with Mike I can and JB it. and I can, Mitch. I, I look, look, no I'm, no. I can dig it. I, I, I can dig it. But at the same time, man, it's just like what I mean, it, if, it might be me being what, impatient what because Miami, we're not there yet. Yeah. What, if, what, I'm saying. what if Miami is just a better Charlotte right now? And here's what I mean. Yeah, no, that, no, that, no, I that's, agree with that. But listen, y'all are going to be upset when I say this, okay? 
Charlotte is playing better than any than most people expected, right? That's and that's, you guys know me. I have said that because it's the Camel Walker effect. Sorry. Because now that he's gone, there's a lot more ball movement. Like nah, one, I agree. one guy isn't dribbling the ball for 20 seconds out of the shot clock before he's throwing up a desperation shot. <laughs> We're gonna leave that alone. Miami, <laughs> Miami is year one minus Dwayne Wade. Right. What if they're just able to play team ball right now? I mean, you, New York, not New York, Brooklyn is now 6-2 and two with Kyrie Irving on the bench. Would it, I mean, would not, it, what, I mean it, it, is it really I mean, the sports draft? At the end of the day, it's, it's cool and all, but in the playoff, in the playoff, during the playoff time, you got to have that guy to get their own bucket. Or do you really? Okay, no. so actually, you bring Hold up a good now. point. Because, okay, if you look at, if you look at, okay, let's. Look at the teams. Uh, really, only three teams have won championships or four if, Toronto. So, Toronto, Golden State, Cleveland with LeBron James, and then before that, San Antonio, and then you had M- Miami before that, and then Dallas. None of those guys really had hero ball players. You can make a case for, for Kevin Durant, but if you look at how Golden State played. But it's Kevin Durant, though. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Kevin Durant. So, and, and look at what JB's trying to do with the Hornets. He wants to bring that San Antonio, and we're, we're seeing it this year. We're seeing the assists, the ball the, movement. The perfect example is San Antonio Miami Heat. That That's the perfect yes. example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got, you got a point. You got but a point. at the same time, man, like, I, I've always thought Spolster was a great coach. You get what I'm saying? And, and look, I, I'm this is one unimportant regular season game, but I always look at every game to gauge exactly where we're at. I hate we're not there. Maybe we're not supposed to be there yet. Yeah, right. And one other unrelated thing I want to say. So that Miami game, right? We go on a little 8 nothing run, and Cody Martin is in the game. And JB inexplicably takes him out. And they go on a 12 nothing run and essentially end the game. I, Thank you for saying that because I, I don't know what to say. Earlier, earlier this week, JB uh, made a statement that he was frustrated with the team and that nobody has like God given rights. Was that the phrase that he used? <laughs> nobody has God given rights to minutes being played except for one guy. But he basically was saying that like it's it's open game for anybody to get minutes. The first game after he made those statements. He inserted Bismack Biombo into the starting lineup, but not because Cody Zeller was playing bad, only because Cody Zeller was hurt. So all week, the the only thing that we saw this week that him do anything was insert Dwayne Bacon into the uh, into the game last night. But we were down forty points. Right. So he's it, he's saying that he's gonna he's trying to adjust and put players in who deserve it. But essentially, it looks like nothing. He's changed. Nothing changed. So, changes so, so are we getting last season over again? No. It, it, here's what's and a lot of fans. Uh, especially in the Hornets Facebook group, are missing this. Coach has to make in-game adjustments. When he, because when he doesn't, we like we get like the Ron Rivera conversation. Well, he's not making any adjustments, and a lot of times, JB, uh, for instance, during the D- Detroit game, a lot of people were upset because he yanked Malik Monk. The thing is, we were up four. Mm-hmm. Monk had a string of miscues, and then Detroit's up eight. Right, and then he pulls him. And then the Hornets go on a 15-4 run to win the game. So, with the Cody Martin thing, I felt kind of like, he should have let him live. But I think he felt like, okay, we now have an eight-point game or eight-point lead. Now I can bring in my offensive guys to kind of push it it forward. And that just wasn't – that was an in-game adjustment that ended up not being a good one. But I think a lot of times that's 
what JB does. He's not afraid to mix the rotations up at all. We saw that last season, and I think he's just trying to find out, you know, what well, I, works. I have one question: How does Nick Batum help at all? Like, I look at this guy play, and I'm frustrated. He's supposed to be the connector. He makes still makes stupid mistakes. He's well, missing the shots. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an easy answer to that, and, and this might surprise you because I. I still think he's a, at this point in the season. It's a long season. Things change, you know, all that stuff. At this point, he's a better option than Dwayne Bacon. That's it. Because I don't I agree. know. I, no, 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 lately, and yeah. that's why I said at this point in the season, I mean, things change. Now, because Batum can do more than just he's a having, Swiss having to, yeah. to score, he's a having to score the basketball. He can he can do things that other other guys on the team. At here's, position, my, do so. here's my first with Batum. I have no problem with Batum putting up zero points, seven assists, five blocks. <laughs> I have no problem with him putting up those stat lines because everyone's not a scorer. My problem with Nick Batum is when he's standing on the perimeter and Malik Monk passes him the ball, and in like two seconds, point two seconds, he passes it right back. But, yeah. He doesn't even try to get any no, offense. Yeah. That's that's my biggest fault. And he and if you pay attention to his game. Like, we could be standing right here. He will literally take the ball from you, give it right back, and then you'll be like, no, you take it, and then he'll give it right back. Like, look well, for a shot. But here's the thing. I, I want you to think about something. Do you want a guy doing that? Or do you want a guy dribbling in the three people, shooting over three people, missing <laughs> yeah. the shot, and, not, then, and then not getting back on defense? I'm not saying. I'd rather Cody Martin with the hustle. I would love if I, if I had to choose, I would rather go with Cody Martin since we're still going with the youth movement. But I should not see a $25 million paid man on the stat sheet going zero for zero when it comes to field. I'm, go, oh, if you go 0 for 5, he's shooting. Vince, he's at least shooting. Vince, let me, let me, you, you need an intervention. I'm going to tell you why, man. And it's funny because <laughs> he's about to give you a hell of an excuse. You, no, no, it's not an excuse. Go, no, go, go, go. no, it's going to be far excuse. from an excuse. excuse. I'm just, here's your intervention. You have this thing called expectations. Let them go. That's true. You're yeah. still expecting I, yeah. Nick to be something. I've that he's actually, not I, be. I've given up on the idea of Nick Batum as being a aggressive he, guy. Yeah, he's he's not just, man. he just gets paid too much for his role on the team. But the role that he acquiesced to now. Is actually a valuable role. It can't. It really can be. I will I, agree with that. Yeah. I just don't like seeing an NBA player playing thirty plus minutes and, and not shooting zero for zero. Uh, no, I agree. I, I agree, I, but I, I, I don't I expect see you at all. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, though, his minutes, even even when he's come back, have are nothing like they were before or last season. Right, 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 he right. plays. He's like averaging like twenty two minutes a game uh, since he's come back, and I think. JB likes to have him in the game because one, he's long and lengthy. He can he can actually play defense when he wants to. When he wants to, but actually play defense pretty yeah, good. This and season. he can play the, the two and the three, which is something that really no one else on the team right, can do. Right. Dwayne Bacon can do it a little bit offensively, but uh, you know, plus Nick can see the floor. If he wants Nick to bring the ball up, he can do that. It's, you know, it's funny. Nick Batum had such a Nick Batum week, and let me explain why. The two wins against Detroit, I thought he was pretty valuable, man, because um, Derrick Rose has a throwback night, and they put and they make an adjustment, put Nick Batum on him. And he true, actually yeah. slowed him down yeah, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it had was, a great block, had a great, great block on him, yeah, a, a great clutch block, and, and he was very valuable those two games. 
Take it back to the Milwaukee game. <laughs> JB, the look on JB's face was like, I've had enough for you today. He jumps to the bench. Please go come sit down. That's a Nick Batum. That's what Nick Batum is right there. He summed it up in one week right yeah. there. Okay, so I wanna I wanna turn this entire conversation around. And Rodney, I think you've been you've been waiting on this one. So our nineteen million dollar point guard, Mr. Terry Rozier, who I just don't believe will ever be accepted by the fan base, has been uh, the topic of conversation within the fan base oh this boy. week. Mm. I don't even know what the question is that I'm trying to ask right now, <laughs> but but give me your guys. Okay, we're we're what twenty one games in right now, right? So they yeah. they they all the pundits always say. 20 games is when you can Quarter assess a team yep. or when you can assess a player. So give me your assessment on 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 Terry Rozier from the fans' perspective. With the way that we criticized him going into the season um, up until now with the way he's played. To me, he seemed like he's worth the contract. He just needed opportunity. He's averaging 17 and a half a game, shooting 43%, 86% from the free throw line. 36% from the three, which is essentially league average. Four rebounds, four assists. And he's he's part-time point guard. We did not expect Devontae Graham to be this good. And for, for fans to act like we knew he was going to be this good, why did we sign Terry? It's, 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 it's hindsight thinking and it's retarded. But you know what? And I, Why are we even bringing I, – I know why. I, this is a hypothetical question. Why are we even talking about Devontae Graham when me, it comes to Terry Rozier? Let me, me tell you why. Because fans were upset that we bought Rozier in. They said he was overpaid, and they complained about his shooting percentages being 30-something percent. He's, he, he's exceeded all expectations, and so you had to go to events metrics to support your argument. Anybody see? Did they post uh, Rozier's BPM after he never, after he didn't miss a three? I've never oh, seen it. They didn't post it. I've never seen it. Surely ESPN showed him the stats ticker or something, I haven't seen right? It. Because it's, it's like super important, right? <laughs> so, yeah. it, do, do you guys think? Do you guys think there is anything, or what does Terry Rozier have to do to silence those critics? Man, nothing. Nothing. It, it, there's nothing he's going to do, man. And and. I'll say this: I actually think he's trending upward, man. As far as as the season progresses, I I still want him to cut down on some of the turnovers, man. The turnovers, that's really, a, yeah, the that turnovers is, really that hurt. is a legit criticism. I, I mean, right and, and with Devontae Graham too, with both of our point guards, I yeah. really, really want them to cut down on some of the careless turnovers, man. But um, as far as getting back to expectations and, and him living up to the contract, man. Just I continue to play like he's been playing. That's all I can say, man. Because again, I I see it going upward, man. And I yeah. I don't I don't I don't I man. <laughs> it's too early for shout shout ass, right? It's too early. <laughs> yeah, it's too early. Too early. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't know who I'm gonna shout ass today. I just feel like uh, first of all, as we, as we stated, the Devonte Graham using Devonte Graham as some kind of. Uh, justification for why Rozier doesn't deserve his contract is absolutely ridiculous. No one foresaw this. There were, to be fair, there were a lot of fans who were like, well, Graham should should start. There were a few people saying, hey, with Kimmel Graham should be our guy. And to you guys, kudos. But for the most part, no one really foresaw Graham being this good. I mean, he's like, y'all don't understand. He's really, really good, y'all. So... If the Hornets had known Graham was going to be this good, would they have brought in Rozier? Probably not. Mm, probably not. Probably but not. no one foresaw it, and they brought Rozier. Also, Rozier is kind of settling into his role now. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so he's not what we brought him here to be. 
Who cares? Who cares? Have it's you seen the, the production? Right. That part, that what, part ain't important. You really, I want, I want you to think about it. When was the last time the Hornets had anyone besides Kim Walker average 17 points a game? <laughs> Al, Jefferson? Al Jefferson? Al Jefferson. Years ago. Literally, Al Jefferson was the last, even, even Jeremy Lamb last year ended the season slightly under. Yeah. Like 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same with Nick Batum. So we got, so you really going to what? Take away 17 points a game because that's like. Not what we brought him here for? No, that's ridiculous. And one of the only few guys who can get his own shot. Keep that in mind. Exactly. I mean, when, so, it, when it comes. Well, and speaking of getting your own shot, on Monday, we have Mr. Devin Booker coming in town. So, um, what are your guys' predictions oh, for, for this week coming up? Um, we got we got Phoenix on Monday. Mm-hmm. We got Golden State on Wednesday. We got Brooklyn on Friday. And then we have Atlanta on Sunday. So two we and got two. two and two. I'm gonna be optimistic. Okay, oh shit! I'm gonna say three and one, man. Three and one. Three and one. Who's the one, one loss? I say I say Jersey gets us again. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, I, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's here's the deal. If Kyrie Irving plays with Brooklyn, we, we win. win. We go four and zero. <laughs> we, <win. laughs> we go four. I'm going four and zero. I'm going four and zero. So I, I actually I think we'll lose to Phoenix. I think for two reasons: Devin Booker. Is going to be Devin Booker. Devin Booker has much improved this season. And Frank Kaminsky going to come back and have and people talking game. about, yeah, Y'all talking about, too much man, man, why was too Frank doing that? Frank, why he man. wasn't doing that when he played with us? Watch, watch, watch. I, I actually kind of believe that. Day, the truth. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, Who going to guard Frank Kaminsky? But here's the thing, man. Here's why. BJ. I actually think we win tomorrow because Phoenix started off real hot and they beat some real good teams. That's and I true, was like, yeah. man, what? where is this coming from? But. The tapes out now, but 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 the tapes out now, man, and they, and they've actually dropped quite a few in the last couple of weeks yeah, or so, man. So. But all right, Charles, so we're gonna take another small break, but, and then we'll be. On. Oh my bad, Jamal got something to say. No. We play Golden State here, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I expect to see all you diehard Golden State fans <laughs> in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all hope to see y'all. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, well, now we're going to take a break, right. and then we'll be right back for our coach segment, all right? All right, and we're back. All right, so we're going to wrap things up with our culture segment. So, um... With us being African-Americans, we, we always look to other African-Americans for motivation or whatever whatever words you want to throw in there. One African-American within the uh, sports community, Mr. Stephen A. Smith, um, pretty polarizing guy. And depending on your beliefs, depending on your stance on certain issues, uh, you may agree with him. You may not. But one thing is for sure, when his name is mentioned, emotions, emotions get high. So, real quick, I want to ask you guys, when it comes to Stephen A. Smith, are we too hard on Stephen A. Smith sometimes? I'm going to surprise y'all. I actually think we are sometimes. What? No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I actually, yeah. Well, go. Give me. I'll, I'll, I'll go, man. <clears throat> when Stephen A.'s, when he, when he speaks, everyone listens. He's, he's loud. He can be a little obnoxious sometimes. Most New Yorkers are. But at the same time. Steve, he he makes his points very clear, but I think when it and when you have a strong personality like Stephen A. Smith, there are a lot of people who don't want to like him automatically. I, I know this from having someone of a strong personality. Like people are going to take what you say, you don't say, and if it's one thing you they don't like what you say, they're going to throw you away. I think that's the case with Stephen A. Smith. Now let me be very clear. 
that does not to say that I agree with everything he says. Okay, I want to make that very, very clear. But I think people don't listen to everything he has to say on a particular topic. He'll say one negative thing about someone we love and adore, and that's it. He's wrong. I hate the guy. He's a coon. He's this. He's that. And that's why it's a little strong when it comes to Stephen A. Smith. Because I want to say something in particular. He says things he doesn't like about black athletes. Sometimes we like it. Sometimes we don't. But I need people to understand this about Stephen A. Smith. That dude has defended black athletes for over two decades. And he's done it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Negativity travels a lot faster than positivity Mm -hmm. does. And when Stephen A. Smith says something that's not in favor of someone we don't like or it's some or it's deemed as negative, it that gets pushed in our face a lot more than he's defended black athletes. What you got, Rodney? Um Don't shoot me for saying this. But to me in the African American community, we sometimes get guilty of groupthink. We're all supposed to think you don't one say. way. One way all the you time. You don't say. And we don't value diversity in opinions. And we don't like to have dialogue about things that, that, that are hard or, or questions we need to answer. And actually, I respect him a lot for that. Because when he has an opinion, he stands on it. I can respect the man, even if you're right or wrong, who stands on what they believe in. He's not a flip-flopper at all. No, not at nah. all. Like, if, if he, he stay off the weed, like, he, that, 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 that's his stance. And one thing I do admire about him as well is that he's an advocate of HBCUs, which we don't, we don't talk about a lot. He went to Winston-Salem State. Shout out to the Rams. But I, I, I really like the fact that, 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 that he's out here. He's not making a, a, a total fool of himself in the public. His opinions might be foolish sometimes to, to people, but he's not out here getting in trouble. He, he's stating his opinion in an eloquent way. And like it or not, they're bringing up conversations that we actually need to have. And to me, it's totally unfair to, to label everybody that you don't agree with a coon, a sellout, or, or, or anything of that nature. Now, do you think these criticisms are a one-time thing? Like, I watched Stephen A. Smith say something about this, and I didn't like it. So automatically, I'm calling him a setup. Or do you think this has been here's a, this is the problem with Stephen A. Smith? Okay, he toes the company line. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so think we can agree with that. Too. And yeah. and he'll do. I'm a black man in America. I, no one wants to hear that. We're all black men in America, so we we are all part of the same struggle in that capacity. And in fact, I would say that. Sometimes he loses sight of what it means to be a regular black man in America. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith is not a regular black man in America. Makes a lot of money. A He's a celebrity <laughs> in, in that. So when you have someone that toes the company line, and t- to us, to to normal African American men, like that's di- the company line is dangerous. Yeah. So it can. It, so sometimes it comes down to okay, if Stephen A. had to really pick a side, whose side would he, would he pick? Right. And and if he's always picking. ESPN side on these issues, then if it came down to like a real issue that really, really mattered, would he be on my side? No, he wouldn't be on my side. So therefore, he's a coon. Now, I don't agree with that, but I think yeah, that's and how I don't. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't I, agree yeah, with that. But but a lot of people do. That's how they see it. They Steve, feel like, hey, you got to pick a side. I feel like Stephen A. Smith 
looked at the Dave Chappelle show and said, you know, that when keeping it real goes wrong, that is <laughs> well, real and, and ass his, life, man. His, when, when did you guys get introduced to Stephen A. Smith? I, mean, I remember he had that been talk show. Time. I mean, yeah, like talk, talk, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he, yeah, he was on Co-Pixels. Matter of fact, he, he saw his movie with Alan Iverson articles and things okay. like that. Yeah, and I, ESPN had an NBA show called like NBA Tonight like yeah, that way back then. So and I, the reason yeah. why I asked that question is because Stephen A. Smith, he's been in journalism for two, three decades. Yeah. Like some two, We'll say 25, 25 years, yeah. something like that. But the profile that he has now, he really didn't get this profile until he started speak started speaking out against African American athletes the way that he do. So I and and, and that's kind of where my actually my question came from a Facebook group. Somebody actually posted this in the group asking for it too hard on him. So so I get I I want to ask you a question. Okay. When you say speaking out against African American athletes, in what capacity and okay, what exactly are you talking say, about? Okay, let's say, okay, name a white athlete. Uh, Kyle Allen, Bryce Harper, <laughs> Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper. Okay, let's say, let's say Bryce Harper, um, let's say Bryce Harper got 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 cited for having possession of marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen A. will go. He will say, "Stay off of the weed." But Stephen A. will 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 basically say he's a young kid. He's he he he's he's immature. He he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. There's there's no sense in excoriating him, like like the masses are doing. Give right. him a chance. <clears throat> right. But as soon as insert African American athlete gets caught with the same thing. It's like his decibels are on stadium. See, it's let, a lot. I'm, more. I'm, 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 I'm thinking in his mind, we have a shorter leash to him. But it's, 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 it's not right to me how let, he expresses it. Right. But I, I can see the mind frame he's coming from. Look, I'll, take, take. You can think of this however you want to, because people are gonna feel differently about that particular thing. I'm gonna give you an example: Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever his name was at the time. He went to court for headbutting his wife or something. Yeah. Okay. He's in court with his lawyer. He wins the case essentially. He pats his lawyer on the on the butt, and the judge gives him time because of that. Stephen A. Smith went ballistic. He was just like, like I can't believe you were that stupid. I say all that to say, you may think I, I personally think he's he's more vocal about us when we mess up because he wants us to do better. He cares about us more. I don't know if everybody feels that way. You get what I'm saying? But I do. But I also understand the other side of that. I yeah. understand why black people will look at that and be like, man, why are you so hard on us? Well, plus, if your interactions, so to be fair, the majority, I don't know the exact number, but I'm just going to guess the majority of professional athletes in major North American sports are black. Right. So he's. Take out hockey. Take out hockey. <laughs> take out hockey. Yeah. So, uh, hey, it's some of us in there too. <laughs> it's a few. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but. He's all most of his interactions because he's a journalist and we know that there's like this rift between journalists and professional athletes. So he has a lot of negative interact. For instance, you don't want to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say the Kevin Durant situation. You don't want to make it. I actually give him props that because even though he takes a lot of heat when it comes to whatever it is he say, more often than not, he ends up being right. And a lot of people do hate him for that Kevin Durant saga, but he ended well, up being right. right. He well, well, he was kind of right. Because remember, he said that people told him that Kevin Durant's people told him he was going to L.A. Right. And that ended up not happening. Now, ultimately, he was right about Kevin Durant okay. leaving OKC, but the details got kind of muddy. But I, I think my, my beef 
it with that thing and i think a lot of people's beef was don't hold your status over another black person's head yeah. like like i'm that hnic here well, you don't want to make an enemy uh, of me it's like dude come to, on really to, to to be fair to be fair is it a defense mechanism because he gets attacked a lot yeah because hey, i because I, 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 I remember he actually broke the lebron the miami thing and he was killed when he said that in the media he got killed but, i mean that's that's part of being a professional journalist you got to deal with you can't say that LeBron James and Kevin Durant are thin-skinned, something he said on the air many, many times, but yet when he feels the need to defend himself, it suddenly he comes across it, anybody can get God. Or like when um when oh, T.O. Yeah. Yeah, when, when T.O. said... Max Kellerman is black in the U. Black in the U. And he got super... Yo, uh, to super, be fair, if, if, if like you would say that to me, I would... But, but, come on now. But, 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 but the thing is, is like was T.O. Was completely wrong? He, he was. He, he wasn't was wrong. Completely he wasn't wrong. And you you I, call me less I black. Mean, I'm going to be mad too, man. I mean, man, like, you got Max Kellerman who used to rap back in the day. Let's not forget yeah, that. But Max Kellerman be sunny yeah, in social a issues. Lot of time, and, and that's kind of where this question comes from. A lot of time, Max Kellerman is on the right side of the argument, which is because Terrell Owens ain't the first person to say that. Let me explain. He just said it on air to Stephen I'm glad you said that, and I agree with that. However, there is a fine line, and I do mean there's a fine line between, be, between being, quote-unquote, not woke, and misguided. But does it have to be woke? Okay, so okay, whatever you want to call it. If we were talking one thing or just the Colin Kaepernick situation, maybe. But consistently, a, consistently, okay, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, no, how you let Max Kellerman man, he's no son Whitlock, you? Man. He's no Whitlock. He's definitely not Whitlock. He's definitely not Whitlock. In regards to Terrell Owens saying that Max Kellerman was 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 more black, than she, <laughs> listen, listen, I've I, I been finding myself using this line a lot lately. Okay, I'm not saying I would do it, but I understand. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Tio can't say that though, man. Like, well, I mean, I, I've never seen Tio stand up for anything. But, black listen, but you got to start at some point. You got to start. But I got a question for Ronnie. But I got a question for Ronnie. Has Tio ever had any chill? Ever. No. No. Yeah, no. this is the man who did sit ups in yeah. his driveway. Yeah, come so. on, man. This is, this is why he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Fame. Lastly, I'll say this also. I don't, with Stephen A. Smith, I mean, you got to call it what you are. You are an affluent African American journalist that has a lot of influence yeah. in the sports world. Don't be like, I be in the streets every day, too, TL. You no, you're not in the streets, bro. You're not. No, right. Yeah, you, you're, you're not. You're not you got bodyguards. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Right, right. You're not in the streets every day. The, the whole. Uh, you know, you know, there's something in the black community we understand. Anybody can get God. No, dog, stop, Just stop, man. Hey, you guys got any closing remarks on this topic? You got it, Ronnie. No, he never no. missed an opportunity to say. You can get guys. Hey, we're gonna have to come back to this topic later where we can spend more time on it, all right? But we're gonna move on into our shout outs, all right? So Kaz, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh boy, man. Okay. Actually, yes, I do have a shout out. So um F one ended their two thousand nineteen season today. Lewis Hamilton won. Now he had already won the championship uh a, a few weeks ago. Um so that was a historic moment for you know, African American. I'm sorry, he's not African American. He's he's British, but he, he identifies as black. He's he's mixed race origin. But for a black driver to to win 
you know, six F1 championships is incredible. But he came out after that and made a statement and, and he's starting a program to get more children of color into racing. A lot of people understand that motorsports racing is really a thing of privilege. You got to have money. And he did not come from family as privilege. His father had to work three or four jobs and sell stuff just to support him uh, doing kart racing when he was a kid, you know, so he could live his dream of being a race car driver. And he was saying that other kids shouldn't have to go through that. Their parents, should, it should be as accessible as any other sport. So he's starting programs, him uh, and his sponsors, you know, Thanks, Mercedes, uh, to try and get more people of color into motorsports. And that's I think right, that's an absolutely great thing. And that'd be great if we could do it in the United States. You know, NASCAR has always been kind of like, uh, you know, seen as a white sport, quote unquote. I love it. Yeah, it's, I, it would be great to, to, to change that. And so props to him uh, for recognizing that and, and at least doing something to try and change it. So. All right, big up. So um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Charlie Strong. And um, there's a narrative that I kind of want to go with here. Um, and, and there's a phrase that says, you got what you wanted, but you lost what you had. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ronnie and possibly Jamal will be able to uh, relate here. But um, Charlie Strong was a defensive coordinator at the University of Florida at one mm-hmm. point. And then he got a head coaching job at the University of Louisville. And Louisville, I want to believe, was still in the Big East at the time. And there were yeah, conversations sure. that Louisville would be moving to the ACC. And uh, Charlie Strong was actually asked, how did he feel about going to the ACC? And he was against it. He didn't want to do it. And he was like, no coaches want to coach in the ACC. And I lost a lot of respect for Charlie Strong after he said, because I'm a Tar Heel fan, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm i a little dance-skinned when it comes to the ACC slander and whatnot. But um, he, he took a jab at the ACC and said, nobody wants to coach over there. Okay, cool, whatever. Charlie Strong was building a little dynasty at Louisville. Like, they they were crushing folks' feet. Like, they were doing what Clemson is doing now. And he, Not quite. <laughs> he, was, he was on his rise. But Louisville being in the Big East, the Big East not being a, a, a football conference, it was hard to build a program. So, along came Texas. And what did Charlie Strong do? He packed his bags and he went to Texas. And anybody who knows me then knows that I was completely against because even though he made those comments, Charlie Strong being a black man, I wanted to see him succeed. He had no chance at Texas. Not at all. No chance. Now, for the for the uh, sake of time, I'm not going to go all go into that. But he was fired from Texas after I think three seasons. Was now I think it was three. Three. I want to say it was three. So he ended up at uh, South Florida, and he had I think his second season. He had a good year, but he just got fired today. Ooh, he just wow. got fired. They yeah, just, they I just, saw that. They just, he just got fired. And every time that I see him get fired, I just think back to what he could have done had he stayed at Louisville. Mm, so right. to all the people that's out there, I know that we're 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 steady chasing for that mm. next great thing. But sometimes you you might be good where you're at right now. Mm. So just make sure that you don't miss out on a on a good thing while you're searching for that great thing. Absolutely. Wise words. Wise words. That's all I got. Okay, I got a few shout outs. Uh let me give a shout out to the uh, Clemson University football team. Uh, here we go. For winning six straight against the University of South Carolina. Oh, the Gamecocks, we are your father. Oh. Um, <laughs> Don't forget to thank Auburn for securing your spot in the college football playoff because uh, with, with, anyway. with Bama losing, you guys are guaranteed in now. 
All right, and I also want to give a shout-out to Travis Etienne. He became the all-time leader in touchdowns in ACC history, rushing what is in this, total this? touchdowns. Under construction, ACC edition? <laughs> what is this, man? I want to give a shout-out to UNC Charlotte for accepting a bid yeah, no doubt. to the Bahama Bowl. No, no doubt, it's okay. no it's doubt man. And I want to give a shout-out to Steph Curry for trying to develop a show about a retired professional athlete. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. No doubt, no doubt. And that's all I got. I don't have well no okay I have a shout out uh shout shout out to uh, DJ Justice DJ Dr um, and uh, Lonnie B uh, for your event last night man I I really want the over thirty five crowd to check that event out monthly it's called Justice for All it was a great time but to my shout at <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna name some players, okay? I'm gonna name. I'm gonna give y'all. I thought you were gonna say name some people. I'm gonna name four basketball players, okay? Corey Joseph, Ty- Tyus Jones, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, and Dwayne Dedman. Are any of those players? Would you rather have any of those players over Terry Rozier? No, absolutely not. I would think about DeAndre Jordan. I would think about DeAndre. Uh, he's falling off. Thirty-five-year-old DeAndre Jordan. No. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> but yet somehow, <laughs> some way, the Bleacher Report <laughs> has Terry Rozier ranked as the number one worst contract free agent signing in 2019 in NBA. You got to stick with that narrative, man. How? Tell me what the hell Tyus Jones does on a nightly basis. Please tell me what the hell Dwayne Dedman contributes anything. Please tell me why Harrison Barnes is not on this list. Please tell me, please, please tell me what what Corey Joseph what he contributes to that team on a nightly basis. To can, can somebody please explain to me how any of those four players are more valuable than Terry Rozier is to the Charlotte Hornets? Somebody please give me a logical explanation. Quick fact. DeAndre Jordan actually just got benched in favor of Jared Allen about a week or so ago. Say that one more time. DeAndre Jordan Mm -hmm. was benched in favor of Jared Allen about a week or two ago. And the only reason why he got that contract is because he's friends with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Kyrie Irving. Four years, $40 million. And he got benched. And he got benched in favor of... You know what? I, his name isn't even Jared Allen. I don't acknowledge him. I acknowledge him as, as NBA Street. NBA Street. <laughs> that, is my name. that is my name, NBA Street. I got one shout out. Shout, shout at two. So I was reading an article uh, by Sports Illustrated. They list every NBA team what they should be thankful for for Thanksgiving. The Charlotte Hornets, according to them, had nothing to be thankful for. <laughs> so that ties into my point at the shout out. <laughs> That, wh- Michael Jordan's the worst owner in sports. What you didn't know? I so every major media outlet, probably Sports Illustrated and Bleach Report, probably I'm I'm gonna guess had us as the worst team in the league that we are definitely gonna no no not just might be oh the Hornets are definitely gonna be the worst team in the league. Why is it that every single major news outlet wants to take a shot at the Charlotte Hornets when there are other NBA franchises who do a lot worse, who make a lot worse choices. Somebody please explain why that 
it. I am sick of it. We have a I, fickle fan base. Time out. Time out, Raleigh. Time out. We can't be thankful for Devontae Graham. We can't be thankful for P.J. Washington, who is going to be on the all-rookie team. We can't be thankful for Miles Bridges' much-improved play. How come that is never discussed amongst the national media? Why? Because they don't watch Charlotte Hornets games because it's predetermined that we're going to lose. They actually can't watch our games because Charlotte ended their contract with Spur- <laughs> You know what? Hey, guys, I want to thank you for watching and for listening. Uh, Sick of it, man. We, we appreciate the support. Don't forget, to- <laughs> don't forget to Sick like, share, comment, subscribe, and follow us on all platforms. And we'll see you guys next week. All right? Peace. <laughs> oh, snap. That was good. I felt the energy there. So if you guys go on the YouTube channel and you'll see...